Paul and I, we have just come back from our honeymoon. We were in Asia and we loved the food there. We have found out that food is our common love language. Yeah, that's true what Miriam said. We love to cook something delicious, to eat something who's really tasty, to drink a bottle of wine and spend the evening together and talk about God and the world. And I love to try out new recipes. Therefore, I look in the internet or in some different cookbooks to find the best one. Afterwards, I prepare everything and go step by step to the next point. So, you know, this with the recipes and with the step by step, my mom never used a recipe and it tastes always heavenly. But honey, I'm not your mom. Yeah, but I, I see the recipe as a guideline. You have to feel it, what you are doing. You have to go with the flow. So I love to, to try out some new spices and to taste everything. This is so tasty. Yeah, but that's the problem. I mean, you take so many spices, it often is too salty. Can you remember the chicken wings? They were so salty, I had to drink three liters of water in the night. Or the freestyle fondue, shoe sole we had. Yeah, Th that can happen once. Once, that's a good one. But When you're cooking, the kitchen looks like a battlefield. Yeah, you know, but it's so boring to cook with the recipe. Everything is so like, I can breathe in this area of, of recipe. It's like a step by step. And when you're cooking, I can't kiss, kiss you. This distracts you. So I decided to be beside you like a puppet and uh, say, just uh, do just what you are saying. You have to be focused on the end result. We can kiss afterwards. Yes, but we already found a solution. Yes, we have decided that one has to be the boss in the kitchen. He gives the order and says what needs to be done. Sometimes we cook with a recipe, sometimes we cook with feelings. But when I'm the boss, then you're walking out of the kitchen. Yes, I can't watch what you're doing with our food. I have to pray, Lord, bless this food. And I look for the atmosphere, you know, candles, nice napkins. Yeah, this is also important. Even though our preparation is so different, we find a way together. And at the moment we sit on the table, we have a great time and enjoy the food. Yes. Oh, I'm already looking forward to our planning our budget. Oh, go with the flow? So go with the flow. This could be like my statement. Go with the flow. Who goes with the flow here? Oh, this is 80%. Just kidding. You're doing good today? Also, I'm really blessed and honored last weekend. We had a lot of amazing speakers in our house. Very, very close friends. Jeffrey Rahmat from Indonesia, Jakarta. The best how from Singapore. And of course, Christian came from America. The shouter woman. Amazing. And now is the handsome, the quiet Pastor Leo back. Yes. Thank you so quiet. Yeah, quiet. Yeah, quiet. Quiet when I sleep. 
Not even then, I'm very loud. Okay, before, before we start, let, let, let's start with a prayer. We have already an amazing introduction about a relationship issue, about cooking, go with the flow or more a structured way. Father God, thank you so much for the amazing, outstanding evening. You promised us when we are going into the Word of God, you speak to us, you give us a revelation about our, our life. And thank you so much that you speak to me. You give me at least one nugget I can chew through the whole week and be strengthened and empowered in the Jesus' name. We pray, amen. The topic is relationship, come closer. And I'm going to start a little bit with Facebook, social media, because Hollywood and Bollywood and even social media, they give us always like some fake news or fake pictures. Here is a picture right, right from Facebook. And if you are married or if you want to have a family, you say, yes, this is the family I want to have. A woman or a man and, and a boy and a girl, this is a typical Swiss family, right? I have two boys that I know what's, something went wrong. But it's a girl and a boy here, you see? But what you don't know is actually the guy, the outstanding good-looking guy, he has a porn issue. You cannot see that on a picture because he's smiling. The woman, Barbara, she has some financial issues. She brings the whole family to a clash. And the small boy, Bob, he had to fight in the school. The father had to pick him up. And the young girl, she did something amazing. I cannot even tell you on the stage because there's a secret of counseling. And when I look at this picture, you say, oh my gosh, what you see is an amazing family, but behind the scene, sometimes it's another story, right? Can I hear an amen? Ah, <laughs> thank you so much. Another amazing story, on social media, went to the whole world, is my wife. When they opened uh, the ladies lounge, uh, uh, ladies lounge Conference, my two boys, actually, they were praying for the Ladies' Conference. You know, they helped me out because I was unbooked every year just for the prayer, but I made a mistake in terms of planning. And I said to my boys, hey, guys, you have to help me out. How much do you want to have? And I paid them, actually. Don't tell anybody about paid them. Because two teenagers, they will not go on stage on a Friday night in front of 1,000 ladies. They say, how much do you want to give me? And I paid them. And a lot of ladies said to me, you have an outstanding family. You have two teenagers that are on fire for Christ. They pray and they're awesome. They're amazing. And I don't know how many clicks my wife get from that picture. But you believe that my wife is always she is Facebook, means Facebook. Four weeks before that, Monday morning, my youngest son, he was such in a bad mood. And my wife, she freaked out. She took the bread and she hit him with the bread. And she said, I hope it hurts. You're going to school and you're bleeding and you tell your friends, my mom always killed me with the bread. I said, honey, what have you done? Have you filmed that? Put it on Facebook? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? We know exactly what kind of story we want to tell, right? I said to my wife, I forgive you because... 
um, grace upon grace is also for you a message. I said, don't ever do that because bread is here to eat, not to kill people. And another thing, it's a picture from our church. Often when people think about ICF Zurich, they say, oh, ICF Zurich, only young people, trendy people, skinny people, smart people, rich people, tattoo people, skinny jeans. When I look at that picture, I look at you, I say, something is wrong. You know, that's not true. It's just, that's just what people believe. Church is only for young people. No, it's for everybody. Even for you and for me, for everybody. I want to just start with, we can, we can tell a story, whatever you want to tell. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, and it's for me an amazing Bible verse, it says, but we are to hold to the truth with love in our hearts. We are to grow up and be more like Christ. Our goal is we want to be more like Christ because He is the leader in the church. He's the leader in every family. He's the leader in my personal life. He's the leader in a small group. He is the leader. And our goal is I want to be more like Jesus Christ. And before I speak about relationship, I want to speak another dimension. And I created a little bit like an ilu illustration. Here is, for example, maybe it's you or me. Huh? And I'm not sure if you're really happy about yourself. A lot of people, if you see somebody else, you say, oh, I'm a little bit jealous because this girl or that man, they are looking better, smarter, more, whatever. And often we struggle with ourselves, right? Then we are struggling about our passion. If I would ask you, what is your passion? You will say, uh, I don't know. I have so many ideas and uh, my heart is beating for millions of things, but the one thing, I don't know. Uh, we want to have a balanced life. For example, I try to live a balanced life. I gaining weight, I losing weight, I gaining weight, I losing weight. I was in Italy version tour, I gained weight, I losing weight. I would love to live a balanced life, but it's so difficult. Then my dress style, I'm, I'm in the 40s now. I even now I haven't figured out what is my dress style. It's, it's not so easy. The, the clothes are changing all the time. Skinny jeans doesn't look good for my butt. It's too big. I mean, it's difficult. Then about feelings. Often I, I have wrong feelings. I feel so negative. I say, God, why I'm so negative? Or sexuality. Huh? Just pause for a moment. That means I'm not perfect, right? If I'm not perfect, and I have the longing to be together with another person who is also not perfect. That means two imperfect persons want to start a perfect relationship. How should that work? There are 10 things, even in a relationship, you can apply this for a small group, for your family, if you're single, whatever. Just think for a moment. When it comes to secrets in marriage, secrets, it's like a ticking bomb or you are, have a different agenda. You are spontaneous, and your wife, she's very structured, like Excel sheet. Sexuality. You, you see Hollywood and Bollywood, but in your marriage, sexuality, difficult. A lot of people say, pray for my sexuality. Why? It's difficult. It's difficult. Different budget styles. 
You know, the same opi opinion in terms of shopping. When my wife goes shopping, I, 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 I will not join her anymore because she shops healthy things. I don't like eat food. Food makes me happy. Then, for example, man and woman by himself are different, right? My wife, some weeks ago, she started to cry in early in the morning. I said, honey, why are you crying? Have I said something wrong or did something wrong? She said, no, no, all good. And she said, no, it's not good, you're crying. I cried. Why you cry? Then she said to me, please listen to me, it's a girl thing. I said, what do you mean? If I cry, I know why I'm crying. She said, I don't know, I just cry and it's a girl thing and it feels good. I said, I don't get it. You know, when it comes to holiday, you want to go to the North Sea, you will, the other one wants to go to the South Sea. North and South is not in the same direction. You have not the same goals and values. You have different hobbies. You want to do extreme sport. She wants to do extreme wellness. It's not the same. Ch child planning, she wants to have 12 kids. You want to have only one or two, not more. You not agree about it, you know. It's a tension. And then you want to be faithful to the rest of your life. Two people, they're not, they're different and want to be faithful to the rest of their life. This is a miracle. If that is not enough, people come to the idea, let's have some children. <laughs> Just think for a moment. If two imperfect people have a children, how should that work? For example, your kids, when it comes to education, you often have not the same values. When it comes to when they're hungry, the kids, they scream two o'clock in the morning. It's not a question, are you tired enough? You get up and you bring the milk. Husband or wife. The beginning, the wife, then comes the husband. In the poverty, uh, when, they're, when they're teenagers, in the teenager years, you're more on the knees praying for signs and miracles. And then they ask me, Daddy, tell me about sexuality. It's easy. It's a no-brainer. If I cannot handle sexuality by myself, meet my wife, it's a big deal. Oh, I tell you everything because I'm the pro. Here is the thing, and it's important for me to start the message series like that. Often, we have a mythos in our mind when we find the right person, it's easy. My soul is fulfilled and everything it's fine it's fine when the wedding day but the next day it's not fine anymore because you get to know each other deep and real why is saying that the question is not if you are disappointed or get hurt you will be disappointed and you will get hurt that's not the question right now the question is how do i handle disappointments and hurts. And I would love to preach about that because what nerves you about your kids, what nerves you about your small group leader, what nerves you about the pastor, what nerves you about your wife, it's the best life coach. Just think for a moment about that. What nerves you, it's the best life coach. Why I know that? Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, and just read that out of that angle. As iron sharpens iron, so people 
People means your wife, your husband, your small group leader, your mom, your dad, your pastor, even Donald Trump. Even Donald Trump can improve each other. You understand the principle? What nerves you is your best life coach. My youngest son nerves my wife so much, I said to her, see, he is your life coach. He brings the best out of you. I am not your life coach because you're so happy with me. <laughs> Another example, when you have a belly, if, for example, you're not in the best shape, for example, just an example. If you're not in the best shape, often what people believe, I take one pill, one pill, Belly's gone. Or I drink Coca-Cola Zero. Zero calories. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it wasn't work. You, you gain muscles because of pressure. I, bring, I have brought you another picture. If you train, it's pressure. And with pressure, your muscles are going. Maybe your wife is a pressure to you. Your kids or your small group leader. What nerves you becomes your life coach in your life. Let's go into three small thoughts about relationship. And you, if, you're, if you're single, don't think this is only for people that are married because this works for every season of your life. If you're a small group leader or you're a company, working company, or you're in friendship or you're engaged or you're married, it works for everybody. Point number one, allow closeness. Allow closeness. Allow closeness. Maybe... You heard about um, the relationship triangle. It starts with me, 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 and you, this could be your wife, and God. This is the relationship triangle. In the beginning, you are attracted to each other. You love each other. You are so different. It's amazing. She has blonde hair and you have black hair, but the blonde, that's cool. It's, so, it's blonde. You're attracted in the beginning, right? And after a while, you're getting to know each other a little bit better. You get disappointed. You get hurt. And this does something in you. And often what happens, if you're hurt, if you're disappointed, it does something in your soul, in your spirit. And it's a reaction. You withdraw yourself. You withdraw yourself and you get isolated. And because you're isolated, your relationship, it's not so fresh and organic anymore. I will tell you two stories about that triangle, how that works. He's an amazing young guy. He's a good business guy. He's an amazing leader. He has a strong career. He goes up and up and up. The career is amazing. But his wife is not happy and the kids are not happy too. And one day that dude attends a church in a small group. And the small group leader says to him, you have an amazing career. From the outside, amazing. You earn so much money. You're going up and up and up. But have you ever thought why your wife is not happy? Why your kids are not happy? Change, healing, only takes place if you allow people to explain you this, the, 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 your blind spot. We have some blind spot in our life. And you have two reactions. If somebody speaks in your life, 
you can say, okay, maybe there is a point. And that guy in the church lifted up his sense of God, if, if this, this is true, if I'm running away from something, please speak to me. And he allowed other people and God as well to be very, very close. And in worship, he realized the story why he became how he was. Because his father was an amazing business guy. And he had to decide, I put my life into business or into the family. Both won't work. And he decided, I will go for my family. And he quit his career. But before that guy left his family, the father says, don't do the same mistake. I'm regretting what I did. If you have ever the chance, go for career and forget the family. And that's why that young guy was driven going from glory to glory, from career to career. And that moment when he allowed God to speak in his life to the Holy Spirit, he realized my career is a fake thing and I want to be real. And he stepped down in the career and said to the family, I'm so sorry. The best thing what I can give to you is not money. It's not fame. It's not possession. It's that I'm being around in your house. If you allow people to be close, if you allow God to be close, he starts to reveal you things why we do what we do. It's another girl. She broke up relationship all the time. She broke up the companies. She went from church to church. She was a church hopper, a man hopper. She hopped everything. And one day, she came to church. The same story. And a person said to her, why are you changing your, your boys all the time? Why are you changing job all the time? She said, because I haven't found the right guy. I haven't found the right job. I haven't found the right church. Always somebody else was the reason, but never her. And one day a girl said to her in a small group, I believe there's a deeper issue in you. Could we pray together and ask God, what could it be that you run away all the time? She allowed closeness to somebody and even to God. And in the counseling, it came out, whenever the father and the mother had some fights, she went under the bed and she waited until the fight was over. She could, could never handle fights. She could never handle a certain tension. And always when there was a tension, a fight, she left. And that day she realized, I run away. I should stay. And then she made a decision. From now on, I will not run away. I will be the real gift for everybody else, for the church, for the company, and for people. Do you understand that? Sometimes we reacting because there are things happened and you are withdraw yourself, you isolating yourself and you say, this will never ever happen to me again. Why we do what we do has always a deeper reason. It's the root system. And if you give God the loudness and the Holy Spirit to speak to you, he points the finger all this on things that happened in your past. Point number two, allow change in your life. It's very funny when, when um, it's not funny, but 
often when, for example, in your small group, if a couple comes and say, then the, the woman starts to explain why she's the good one and the husband is the bad one, right? If you ever have counseling, think for a moment, you have two ears. One ear you give to the wife and the second ear to the husband. That's why you have two ears, because if you hear both stories, they're so different, and you figure out, oh, oh, somebody is lying. The story doesn't fit together. Here's the thing. If you are 50%, it's your fault. Then it's 50% already. Luke chapter 6, verse 41. When do you look at the speak of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the blank in your own how can you blame other people and you see the big thing not in your eye? I want to help you in a very simple illustration. It's the tunnel of chaos. Some people, they're living a pseudo relationship. Pseudo. Or a genuine. Pseudo or real. What I mean about that? For example, if I would ask you, are you happy with your family? Really happy? 50% will say, no. I don't do this because if you're here with your husband, it's not a good thing. 50% will say, I have some issues. There's a lot of things I hate. I don't like. Yeah, we're living in the same house. Yeah, we're in the same small group. Yeah, we're in the same church. But there are things I don't like. Pseudo, I call it pseudo relationship. But everybody doesn't want to have the pseudo relationship. We want to have a real relationship. To have that, you have to go to the tunnel of chaos. Tunnel of chaos. Both. Tunnel is always dark. The tunnel of chaos is actually very, very, very simple. You say to each other, let's be honest. Let's be real. We pretend everything is cool, but nothing is cool. Let's sit down and speak about three things you hate. Now, it's I sitting into the sofa. Are you ready? I asked my wife some month ago three negative things in my life. Three things you hate about me. I know even the title is stupid because look at me. I mean, hey. I said to my wife, hey, honey, you can be happy to have me. I mean, there are a, lo a lot of girls that will pay I mean, look at me. You know what I mean? This is how we think. And when I ask my wife, tell me three things you hate. You never, you never said to me. You know why people are not doing that? Fear. They are afraid. If I do that, maybe I lose her. Maybe I lose him. Fear is not a good counselor. Fear is not a culture you build your life on. Honesty, real deal. You say, let's go together, together. That means when you say things, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. That's the tone of chaos. When you're honest, it's not better, it's worse. When people are going to counseling after four times, saying, 
It doesn't work, it gets worse. Yes, of course, you're in a tunnel of chaos. This is not cool, but wait until you are on the other side. Three things I asked my wife, what do you hate about me? She said, point number one, after you come home from ICF, then you behave like a caveman, you're quiet, and on Sunday, you preach about feeling stories. And I heard it for the very first time. I said, yes, honey, this is a strength. I can still surprise you on Sunday. She said, that's another thing what I hate. You turn all every story around into something positive like Americans do. I said, that's a strength. Don't blame Donald Trump. It's an amazing hair. Second, she said, when I talk, you're not patient to wait until I'm finished. You interrupt me all the time. I said, yes, I know the answer. Third thing, she said, you're so spiritual in the church, if your staff, employees, but when it comes to your family, we never have a Holy Spirit moment. I said, honey, sometimes I need a break. If you do that, it gets very uncomfortable, I have to be honest. When my wife told me the first thing, I got angry. It does something. But this is the tunnel of chaos. You are very, very honest with each other. If you don't do that, you will never have a real strong, healthy relationship and family. And often people then, they don't do that because you are afraid, fear. What happens if your wife gets mad? Point number three, allow additions in your life. Allow additions in your life. John chapter, first John chapter four, verse 18, and here's the Bible verse. Where God's love is, there is no fear because God's Perfect love drives out all fear. And just think for a moment, your relationship is like a puzzle. And here is a big puzzle on the screen. One is red and one is blue. And when you see the puzzle, actually, you see certain things. You are a team, it fits together. Here, it fits together. There are some strength, some things you are having in common, where you are a really, really strong team. I say, we are a strong team, come on. My wife and myself, we are a strong team. For example, I, like to drive, I love to drive the car. She packs everything into the car. It's a team, she packs a drive. Do you think I pack and I drive the car? No, we are team, equal, both have to work. Or, for example, my wife, she's an early bird. She's there for the kids early in the morning. I'm the late night guy when I go into cinema, 11 o'clock at night. That's my part when my wife sleeps already. We are a perfect team. This is not a big deal. It's always important to ask what is positive? What is so positive about me? I ask my wife. Okay, you told three negative things. What are the three plus characteristics? 
Write it down. It's easy to find 10 negative things, then three positives after you married 10 years. <laughs> if you're falling in love, it's easy, but after 10 years, I say, oh, there's many things what I love about my wife. For example, uh, uh, there's a lot of them in this. Uh, you know what I mean? Point number one, my wife said to me, I'm very direct and I'm honest. She said to me, you're the real deal. I'm the same guy on stage, beside the stage, under the stage, above the stage, behind the stage. I am the way I am. If you're shocked about my language, there's not more to come. There's no more. Sorry, if you're shocked, there's not more. I wish there would be more, but there is no more. That's what my wife said to me. She knows me for 26 years. Point number two, she said, you're very generous. Very generous in terms of giving, how you think, how you plan. Point number three, you have so much innovations for vacations, for family stuff. It's like a never-ending popcorn machine. You're coming up with ideas all the time. I love that. You're like a surprising machine. You never know what next. And she said, this is what I love about you. Write down three positive characteristics and also three negative things. And down here you see the three negative things you don't like, you don't understand. It's hard. It's a tunnel of chaos. And this you have to solve somehow. In closing the message, here's the thing. I am blessed to be a blessing, right? This is what the Bible is saying. I am blessed to be a blessing. And my job is to be a blessing for my wife. If my wife hates things, it's stupid to continue. If I want to be a blessing, I have to stop doing things she makes her angry. I want to tell you two things. For example, for my wife, the house, it's a very holy thing. When I walk into the house, I like to put my shoes wherever I want, wherever my soul is into. Maybe in the kitchen, the living room, I like that, you know. It's variety, variety. My wife says, when you enter the apartment, you put straight the shoes there. I said, why? Because it was always like that in my family. It will be always like that. I don't understand. I said, honey, here I am, I do it. Even I don't understand. Love means I serve. Love means I'm a blessing. It's very important that you have this attitude, I'm a blessing. If the things make somebody angry, stop doing that because you are a blessing. And the same thing is for the other person, Stop doing that. And what you're doing awesome, do more, stronger, harder, more. Because what is strength in your life, make even bigger. Let's close in a prayer because when we spoke, speak about a relationship, maybe you're single, maybe you're in a relationship, maybe you lost your friend, or maybe you have gone through a lot of things in your past with the family, and what I would love in the next minute, I just want to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Maybe you not agree about everything. That's a good thing as a pastor. I preach, you listen. But the Holy Spirit is the one God who knows you. 
the one God who can reveal you one thing. You take it, go home and you change it and you start to grow. This is all about Him. Let's close our eyes for a moment. And let's ask the Holy Spirit in that topic, what is the one thing He wants to challenge me? Like iron sharpens iron. What is the one thing nerves me? The one thing disappoints me. The one thing it hurts me. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for everything what we heard. And you are God. You know everything. You hear everything. You see everything. You recognize everything. And is there anything, Holy Spirit, what can I change? Maybe you're fear-driven. Maybe you're so disappointed about people, about circumstances. You have withdrawn yourself, you have isolated in some areas of your life. Maybe you have never had the courage to go to the chaos tunnel. Keep going, not giving up. Let's be quiet for, for a minute and let the Holy Spirit speak to you because He is your God. Sometimes I wonder when everything fails and fades away, what does remain? Why do we come to this place from near and far? Because at the end of the day, there's nothing else that remains. What would it look like to face the consequences of something so radical? What would it actually look like to follow Jesus? Friendships may fail, heroes may fail, eventually riches turn worthless. He stirs a thirst for truth, compassion and love. Nothing that this earth could ever quench. What is it that we can truly build our lives and hope on? There is one thing and one thing only when it's all said and done. He alone is our solid rock, our center and our foundation.